Welcome to Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Nita. The purpose of this podcast is to have those tough talks with parents of individuals with special needs. I've been in the field for 30 years, and we educators need your help. Our sponsor today is Untouched Products, all handmade skin and hair products which I use and recommend. recommend. If you would like to experience an organic skin and hair care product, go to Essie, type in untouched products, no space, and enjoy. And enjoy. Hey, welcome to Teacher Talk 10. This is your host, Nita. Today, we are going to touch on autism and Uh, other conversations, but today in particular, I had an interesting conversation with a parent of an autistic adult. And, you know, every time I meet someone, I'm like, oh my, I want to interview them. What do you got to say? What can I add to this? And so she said, well, just some things parents need to know, and they need to get in front of the window of time and opportunity as far as uh, teaching their child how to do certain things, getting their behaviors in line, because the next thing you know, they're too big for you to physically handle and their behaviors can become out out of control. And I said, really? I said, I see a lot of that because as a little person, quote, unquote, you know how I am about that, normal people, you have a little person and you're getting them used to know or when you say something you mean it or your consequences hold no matter what. These things are very important to a child that is cognitively challenged because he is not going to perceive I should do this now here but I shouldn't be doing it over here. Those two things don't mix. So if I'm hitting you here, then when I get out to the store, I'm going to hit you there too because I don't understand when you're saying, no, stop it, don't do that here. The actions have no linking. So start with them little. Behaviors are very important. What you want them to display for the rest of their life has to be imprinted when they're small. And I say that because I want parents to take a close look at themselves and their husband or the dad figure, see how big they are because your child will be a young man or young lady. You cannot take a young man which is going to have other vices when maturity hits besides what girls will have when maturity hits. And then you have another situation going on. Take the time to let them know that this behavior or anything that's not tolerable is not tolerable, and then talk to their doctors. The parent also suggested talking to a psychiatrist. Now, if I'm right, That's the one that has to do with medication. Okay, I'm not going to talk on medication. I know some people are against that. But first, you need to think about your child before you zero it out. 
okay? Before you just go, oh, I'm not going to give me medication. Well, you need to go see the person and you need to see the neurologist that deals with these types of behaviors and combine those two and see what they come up with. I work with adults and I've worked with high schoolers and younger. And I know that that word, uh-oh, here I'm going to say it again, just real quick, medication, does work because there are factors in their brain that are not connecting, and that's what's causing the autism or the behaviors or whatever's going on. And that's when you need to get a complete understanding of what does my child need to be able to function, function so that he can carry on in a quote-unquote regular society world in the house, transfer, go to other people's house, his behaviors are under control. You, if you wait and miss that window, and you're telling me he's having problems now, he's 10 and 11, that window has been missed. And that's when I say I have the tough talks with the parents because the first thing I'm going to say is, when did this start? What did you do? Sit back. Think about these things, parents. You're doing what you need to do for your son or daughter. And you've got to sit back and do it. Not all. They don't say, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about because every autistic kid doesn't need medication. You're right. You're correct. Everybody doesn't wear glasses, okay? And then those that do, that don't want you to know, wear contacts. So those that may be having a cognitive issue, no matter what it is, depression, may be taking medicines or something, but they're not walking around with a big button on saying, I take medicine. It's a reason for it. It helps. I'm not a pro-med person, but I just am saying you need to put those two in your frontal lobe so that you can help your child be able to process uh, information a lot better. Now, I know I got on my soapbox when I talked to her today. I always say, well, you know, I'm going to do my podcast, and what are some things you want to say? And she said, oh, my goodness, you better tell those parents that they need to uh, work with their child diligently and let them know what your expectations are. They're going to be adult. Something else she said, too. She said, if you don't believe it and you think this is just a bunch of something, go on. Go out there. Go visit some adult day programs. Go and visit a school that has special ed or has an area for developmental student and elementary junior high, high school, get an idea of where you might be. I'm not saying your child may not need that, but if he does, it gives you a track record of what you can see or what's going on or what to expect. And your PPC teacher, which I'm probably saying that wrong, but that early intervention person should be your best friend. 
and I always say that that should be your best friend because she's seen a lot of little guys come through there and she could have some really good suggestions on what would really improve their quality of life. Now, as I said, I was going to talk about autism and I think this is going to be my last of just merely going into the autistic zone because I know that there are other handicaps out there. But I did bring up information that I did find from Medical News Today. And I liked it because it starts off talking about signs of autism as children get older. Okay, so you've got the person now they're getting older and they may experience more or different challenges with communication, with socialization, and behavior as they age. Things are not linking. Those blocks are not stacking up like they used to. Their peers are something different happening. Even within the house, the brother or sister are going in different directions where their ladder is going, their stair steps are still going straight, straight, straight up, but some things are changing. Now let me tell you, these guys are pretty observant. And if you don't believe me, I'll give you some examples. Um, the social demands of the schools and the community are changing. It's something that school-aged children and teenagers may display some of these, some of the following. And they have a need for routine. I'm saying this from being a teacher. My guys love a routine. You may say, no, they don't. Yes, they do. If they know this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, makes a much better day. Now, being in a school atmosphere, and I've spoken on that before, when that fire drill rings, that breaks that whole thing up, which throws them into a, t a tandem. But if you have something already in place, so when that happens, they know from the tone of my voice, from my directions, it's time to get to moving. That's what we need to do. We move it, we go out, we all talk about it, we get back in, and we pick up where we left off. Now, in educational settings, sometimes uh, the autistic student has started something that will not let it go. Fire drill, got to go. Won't let it go. We can't take it with us. We got to get out of the building. So what's going to happen? How is this going to be broken? We can't carry this whole thing with us. That's when experience comes in, okay? So there's a whole realm of teaching and redirecting so that that person can be redirected right on out of that building. Before you know it, we're gone, we're back in, and they can pick up where they left off. And that's why transitioning can become an issue, but if you know how to do it or you talk to an educator, they can really clue you in. And I'll tell you something else. Well, you know me, I'm going to get off the subject all the time, and this is going to happen because this is supposed to happen in podcasts, I thought. Okay, a client of mine has his um, 
24, had to get the COVID shot. Oh my goodness, he has an awesome, awesome, awesome family. Prior to the shot, what were they doing? They were rolling his sleeve up, and then somebody would put on the gloves. They would rub a little alcohol on it, and then just do a little stick. You know, just with a pencil. Not even sticking, just a little poke. And that was like, made him really upset, okay? Really upset. So, did it again, and from the process that when he went just a little while ago, and he's there, it was time for the shot. I recommended having the food, have everything that you can think of to distract him from this because number one, I can't give it, the parents can't give it, it's got to be a stranger approaching him. And thank goodness it was in a car drive through setting, which we as a team got it done. And we did our 15 minute wait and we were out of there. But how did it work? It worked by communicating with me, with the sister, with the parents on how we can make this move a little smoother. It can happen, stay in communication, guys, with your um, special ed person that you're close to, or if I can help you, you know how to reach out to me. You can reach out to me at uh, teachertalk10, gmail.com, or you can hit me on Facebook. Let me know your concerns. I'll be glad to comment and get right back to you. Next thing that they may experience is aggression. As people get older, uh, even if they're taking medication, it may be time for a change or some type of reevaluation on that to calm this aggression down and to see where it's coming from. It's coming from somewhere. Something either we can physically see or physically help or something else as we as parents have to reach out and have that discussion with their psychiatrists or their neurologists or someone to give us a clue as what we can do. As they get older, they become, may become agitated and frustrated with routines or when routines are disturbed, okay, and you have to work that through, okay? It's not to say he comes home, he does this, he does that, he does this, and everybody moves within his box. No. It's to get him adjusted to, we're not going to do the bath this minute. Tonight we're going to do this and then that. And you've got to distract that and change the routine up so when it really has to change, he won't be thrown off too much. Um, Sometimes there's anxiety of what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next? And you can read your child pretty much and tell when he's getting to that level of anxiety. It's like time to back off, let him process. Um, difficulty making conversation and taking turns in conversation. If you have a verbal person, they may just jump in. You're talking about a movie and they come in and go, and the cookies were good last night. Well, it's not meant to ignore him, but the cookies might have been eaten during the movie 
which he didn't pick up on the movie, but he remembered the cookies were good. So he can still be inclusive in that. Uh, they become, and sometimes not all of them, become obsessed with specific topics or activities. And some of our guys are puzzlers. I know one for sure, okay? He, I can't even explain it. I wish I could. He puts a puzzle together, and it's upside down. But it's together. How many pieces? I think he can put together, like, at least 500. I'm going to say 500. I'll get a correction on that, I'm sure, from his mom. But he is an adult. He is um, 30 years old, I think, and he gets his puzzles out, and he'll put them together, and you'll go in there, and you think you need to flip it, and you don't need to flip it for him because he's going to put it together upside down where we're looking at the box and trying to piece it through. Uh, he has his own way of doing it. I really admire him for that because I know I put puzzles together, but I don't know if I could put one together upside down. Uh, they have problems knowing about nonverbal cues. Sometimes if you wrinkle your face up, that means a lot of things to them are nothing at all. To me, the most effective things that occur that gets an autistic person's attention is your voice tone and how you're sounding. If I come in my room and I'm like, hey, how's it going today, Bobby? And he looks at me like, get away from me. Okay, I can read body, maybe he can't, but his expression to me gave me that I will go around and greet someone else and come back to him. Maybe in his own mind he was thinking about something and I interrupted him. He couldn't tell me, but I could tell from the look on his face, okay? I know when someone, we can read those nonverbal clues. They may have problems with it. I have an adult that I... Uh, work with, friendly as can be, always will give you a compliment no matter where he's at. And sometimes people look at him like, what are you talking about? And then I look at them and I go, a compliment? It's nothing wrong with giving a compliment, is it? And they go, oh, I guess not. But it's just something that he does as part of his autism. Um, usually posture or movements such as biting or flicking of the fingers. Some people do that uh, as they get older according to where part of the spectrum they're in with autism. You don't see it sometime or it's lessened when they get to a certain point. Like I said, I'm at adults. At the high school, I didn't see too much flicking of the finger or unusual posture. You have to remember they're 16, 17, all the way to 21. So I get to see different growth spurts in that. I could go on and on, but I'm going to end it right there and come back and connect with you on our next cast on more information on autism maybe or maybe another type of handicap. If you have one you would like me to do some research on, just let me know. 
Thank you for listening.